0: Hey everyone, this is Mark Trichel with another episode of With Flying Colors. Today I am going to chat about NCUA's board item for July 20th. I'm recording this at 3.30 July 20th at 10 a.m. this morning. NCUA had their July board meeting, than an hour. They had two items, one of which was the 2023 mid-session budget. And sometimes this mid-session budget does little, and sometimes it does quite a lot. It tends to fall more into the category of not doing much and being more of a recalibration. The last several years, that's what it has been more than anything. And actually, memory serves, the last few, they have not even required a board vote because, again, it was more a reporting of what they've spent, what they haven't. How much of a surplus they had, and then how that surplus would be used for the budget for 2024. Here, however, they approved some uh, full time equivalents or FTEs for their budget. And I will walk through that and give you my take on that and and call it a wrap for a short podcast on NCUA's mid year budget. All right. So the budget impact of this action is only $737,000, usually. There's no impact, but they are creating some new positions, and I will walk through that for you. So the board action memorandum states that the board-approved operating budget for 2023, inclusive of the carryover funds unspent from the prior years, was $371 million. Based on projections for the remainder of the year, staff estimates that spending will be approximately $5.1 million lower than the board-approved 2023 budget. Reprogramming a portion of the projected surplus would provide funding for new requirements related to cybersecurity in the Office of the Chief Mation Officer. Support to credit unions provided through the Consumer Access Division of the Office of the Credit Union Resources and Expansion Group. Sure, reasonable accommodations and the hiring in, and and the hiring initiatives. The estimated cost of these programs is seven hundred and thirty-seven thousand for 2023 note however that the cost is much bigger longer term because when you approve new positions in july by the time they're filled they're filled say september or october maybe and so you can divide by 4 the annual cost of these so that's why the co- the cost for the out year is 1.7 million as the one of the board members referenced as opposed to the 737 737 over the cost of the employees and the cost of the reasonable accommodations and hiring initiatives. So six new full time positions related to the NCUA cybersecurity efforts and the CURE, right? Year resources and expansion are part of the proposed budget for board consideration. So this is what was proposed and it was approved by the board three zero. The BAM is written before for take the action, which is why it talks about it being a proposal. Based on year-to-date spending and a review of historic spending trends, the 2023 operating budget is projected to end the year with a surplus of approximately $5 million if the proposed reprogrammings are approved, which they were, about one-third of the surplus is attributable to slightly lower than projected pay and benefit costs for 2023 as of the start of June, 71 employees have entered on duty in the prior six months, outpacing outpacing by 18, the number of departed employees. So 71 minus 18, 53. 53 have left. They've brought 71 new ones on. By the way, that doesn't mean all 71 are brand new examiners that need to be trained. They could be people throughout the agency. For example, support staff in Washington, D.C. oftentimes come from other agencies. This is in keeping with the priority for 2023 to fill vacant positions, especially credit union examiners. So that's good news that they're having less leave than they are bringing on. 18 is probably about, what, 1%, a little more than 1%. So they've improved staffing by 1%. By the way, they still are having challenges being fully staffed, just like everybody is in whatever, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a cement making company or whether it's the federal government, people are having challenge finding people to be fully staffed. And that has impacted credit unions by the way. Exams are taking longer these days. So, all right, the BAM goes on to say the remaining two thirds of the projected 2023 budget surplus or about 3.5 million is in the non payroll categories, yeah. travel spending, which was the source of significant budget surplus in 2020, 2021 and 2022 is occurring at a rate more consistent with the approved budget for 2023. Whereas only 6.8% of the approved travel budget had been spent through May 2022, through May of this year, 31% had spent. So that's, what, 7% versus 32 so 4.5 times, 450% increase in travel. And that's because they didn't travel for so many years. So that's good to see they're getting back on site for exams, getting back on site for exams leads to a better overall exam experience in my opinion the opinions of my clients for the most part and the other credit unions that i chat with so within the operating budget 737 is proposed for reprogramming the four proposals i'm going to talk mostly about two of them cyber security support and to quote chairman todd harper he called them their cyber squad hadn't heard that one before kind of like it cyber squad cyber security support an addition of four positions is requested to augment the NCUA's cybersecurity, and is consistent with independent third-party assessments of the NCUA's cybersecurity efforts. Two positions would focus on vulnerability analysis. Worldwide security cybersecurity vulnerabilities disclosed in 2022 increased by over 25% 25 percent to 25,000 plus with 56% of those being exploited within one week after disclosure. To counter this growing risk, OCIO, that's the information officer office, has made significant efforts over the last several years to reduce response times for threat mitigation. however, the continued increase in the number of vulnerabilities and the workload this creates warrants the addition of two positions. The other two positions requested would help with cloud architecture and security and management of the NCA's cloud strategy. Moving information technology services to the cloud changes the cybersecurity responsibility model and requires a strategy for a secure move while capturing the new risk landscape after the move. For this effort, OCIO requires two additional positions to manage and secure the NCUA's enterprise architecture and the cloud while minimizing the impact of cloud migration to on-premises systems. So, when the NCUA board talks about their budget or talks about their concerns, they often say that. They can't sleep at night because of cybersecurity, by the way, they also have a SCIF, a secured compartmentalized information uh, facility where they can receive top secret information and, and their the high level executives have access to that. And I'm not saying necessarily there's a direct connection to the fact that they have that and that they're aware of something, but it's possible that they could be. And the fact that they approve these four positions without much debate, uh, means that all three board members fully supported it, in my opinion. And there's probably good reason for NCUA increasing cybersecurity resources. And it's getting harder and harder to to keep good cybersecurity people because it's such a, a hot item out there in, in the world we live in. So this is a positive for everybody because NCUA getting hacked would be a bad thing for credit unions, bad thing for NCUA. And it's good to see that they're taking this seriously. So I think that's a no-brainer that they approved that and asked for that. I'm sure there's more to the story behind the scenes of why they actually need it than what they said publicly. But as they pointed out, a board member Hood pointed out, they very, they are very transparent. And as a side note of that, I would say that NCUA, as far as federal regulators, especially federal regulators that are, are independent and have their own budgets and not have their budget funded by Congress is very transparent, and they issue hundreds and hundreds of pages for their budget hearing slash briefing, whatever you want to call it. They're required by Congress to have a budget briefing, which usually happens as soon as October, no later than December, where they publicly talk about their budget, and they invite NAFQ, CUNA, NASCUS, anybody else who wants to come. They have typically four to six groups that will talk about the budget. And by the way, the trade organizations, NAFQ in particular, was was able to get the Federal Credit Union Act changed that requires NCUA to do that. But NCUA was very, very transparent about their budget, even before that, because of the budget briefings uh, that were started by Dennis Dollar back roughly 2000, 2001. They were suspended for a while. They were brought back by Rick Metzger, and and now they're required by law. NCUA. If you were to want to compare it to FDIC, FDIC will probably put out two, four, six, eight, ten pages, maybe about their budget, and then it will disappear from their website shortly thereafter. NCUA will have hundreds and hundreds of pages about what they're doing, but I digress about the transparency. All right. The other positions that were added, support to credit unions, an addition of two positions is requested to augment CURES consumer access efforts. The Consumer Access Division processes field of membership expansions and conversions, bylaw amendments, low income designation requests, charter conversions, and ad hoc special projects. In the past few years, the division has received an increased number of applications of all types, which have simultaneously become voluminous and complex. Based on estimated work hours for the transactions, the workload for 2023 is more than double what it was in 2018. The additional positions will allow CURE to better support the agency's mission to assist credit unions with providing access to safe, fair, and affordable financial products and services to current and potential members, including those of modest means. So the biggest takeaway there is that the workload has doubled in five years. And the second biggest takeaway would be that the work is more voluminous and complex. CURE is committed to the continuous review of the field of membership process and procedures to ensure an efficient and positive customer service experience, which includes the streamlining of information requirements and improving clarity in application forms. So they're streamlining and they're improving clarity, but it's more voluminous and complex. That part I'm struggling with a little bit. I don't have any problem that they added the staff, but um, I'm not exactly sure All the work is becoming more voluminous and complex when they continue just only follow the Federal Credit Union Act. Now, there have been a few changes to the regulation that allows low-income designation credit unions, things like that, to be achieved with different statistics and things, but I'm not exactly sure about the voluminous and complex part of this. It goes on to say, management will analyze and identify potential adjustments and clarifications that will reduce staff time for processing applications. This includes field of membership expansion and new credit union charters. CURE will support customer service by implementing technical changes that will reduce duplicative or unnecessary administrative requirements, follow the time requirements for certain field of membership transaction codes, and implement enhancements to the Capri system that will allow CURE to process all occupational and associational common bond groups regardless of potential membership size. Currently, credit unions that request changes to their field of membership or FOM exceeding 3,000 individuals must use paper based forms and NCUA staff reviews and processes these requests manually. The enhancements to Capri are scheduled to begin in August. All right. So their requests for field membership have doubled since 2018, and they're adding two staff. That seems reasonable. Another takeaway that I had from the board dialogue was something that Chairman Harper said essentially, let's see, did I write it down in my notes? I, I don't think I wrote it down, but I will paraphrase. All right, so Chairman Harper thanked the other two board members to coming to agreement on how many staff members could be added to CURE, which to me means CURE asked for more than two, which means it probably means Todd was willing to give CURE what they asked for. And to get a second vote, the other two board members have to get a 3-0 vote and to get one more vote to add any staff. The other two board members came to agreement by adding two. Harper made some reference, Chairman Harper made some reference to the fact that this was not the beginning of additions to CURE, but I took it to mean the beginning of additions to CURE, that there were more that were asked for and that it would be probably reevaluated at the budget coming up later this year. Now, interestingly, and and another aside here, Chairman Harper mentioned that there would be, let's see, he mentioned that in September, they, they talked about August, there being no board meeting. They talked about in September, there were two rules that board member Hood is very excited about happening, and that's the loan participation rule, and then also the second chance rule, but that those would be coming in September, at which point in time, board member Hood talked about the fact that he became chairman at NCUA several years back uh, and how much he's enjoyed being there. He thanked his staff and it was a bit of a goodbye. Why would he have a bit of a goodbye? Well, his term is up in August. So theoretically it's possible that he could be replaced by the Biden administration and Congress and that this could be his last board meeting. Todd is talking about something, Hood wants to be there in September. Hood follows up by saying uh, at the end of the board meeting that this could be his last board meeting. I'm of the beliefs that the tea leaves are reading that he may be around till the end of the year. Who knows? Maybe a little bit longer than that. Who knows? But if he is here to the end of the year, there will be two Republicans for the budget this year, which, as I've said in other podcasts, we have a little bit more budget control when Republicans are in charge. Democrats tend to be a little bit more free spending. Todd said some words here that made me think he wants to do more in the Office of Cure criteria resources and expansion specifically to give them resources to move field memberships faster. And that I believe this number two was negotiated by the Republicans and that CURE wants more, CURE will ask for more, and we'll have to see where that goes. By the way, there is added budget pressure because NCUA was able to, last year at this time, there was more money left unspent than this year. This year, they're actually taking some of that money and spending it instead of Saying we will use it as a big give back or a deduction for what we need next year. So, and I would expect that the budget, whatever amount of staff are added or not added next year, that the ensuing budget will go up uh, and that that will lead to a slight increase in the federal operating fee. That's that would be my prediction based on listening to what I heard here today. So, I I think all the positions they added make sense from what they said. I think there'll be more more items. That they may be adding uh, down the road in the next year's budget, but that having two Republicans on board may leave that to be a little bit more controlled. For example, I've talked a lot about the fact that Chairman Harper wants a robust fair lending and consumer compliance program at NCUA. I believe once he gets that second Democratic vote that there'll be a, uh, a substantial increase in consumer compliance type initiatives once Chairman Harper has that second vote. so. That's what happened at the board meeting as it relates to the budget, and we'll have a separate podcast that will discuss the other board action item, which related to bylaws and specifically it related to member expulsion. That's it. I appreciate you listening. This is Mark Trikel signing off from the Flying Colors.